Ladies, have you been led astray? Did you diddle where maybe you shouldn't have dabbled? Have you been unfaithful to your husband, wife, partner, main squeeze? Well, there's a judgment-free podcast just for you. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, hosted by Rebecca Adams, tells the stories of these women from their perspective, anonymously and without judgment. I met the first man I had an emotional affair with online. He was far away, but he provided me with all of the emotional validation that my marriage was lacking. The first time we talked, he showed an interest in me as a person. It was refreshing. If you need to come clean, get it off your chest, confess your sins with no Hail Marys required, then Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is the podcast for you. And remember, it's completely anonymous and judgment-free. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. What's up, everybody? You are listening to another week of Come On, Man. I am glad that you're here. (laughs) I'm glad that you're here. If this is your first time, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform of of choice. If you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe and also go ahead and hit those notifications because uh, you can't just subscribe anymore. You have to be notified, right? It's lame, but please do it. And also, if you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. It helps more than you know. (laughs) All right, this week uh, is a pretty good episode. I have 3% brother Ruben V, a young blood from San Diego. He uh, reached out to me. He was really uh, excited to tell his 3% story. So I said, hey, why not, man? Weren't you free to get together? So he joined me and uh, we talked about, you know, his 3% path. And I will be bringing you that conversation right after these words. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, guys, I knew this day would come. It finally happened. TikTok banned my original TikTok account. I know a lot of you guys followed me from TikTok. So if you haven't seen a TikTok from me in quite a while, that's why. You can now follow me on my new TikTok account, at come on man pod that's all one word at come on man pod please follow me help me rebuild i was at almost 30,000 followers when they kicked me off their platform so come on follow me back i certainly appreciate it thank you 
I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right. This week, we have Ruben V, our 3% brother from San Diego, calling in. What's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? It's going pretty good. So you reached out to me on, uh, I think it was Facebook Messenger, right? Facebook Messenger. And you said that uh, you wanted you wanted to tell your 3% story. So let's... Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's uh let's get right into it man uh, like what led you to first read how to be a three percent man well yeah it's a funny story because before i was in a really um really bad relationship and we had broken up uh this was when i was like 19 we'd broken up how old are you now first say that again how old are you now oh i'm 23 okay I'm 23 now yeah. And so I searched up red flags. I was on YouTube and I found coach, but, and some other people too, but like, I didn't want to hear it. And so I went back, like, I just completely like negated everything he was saying. Sure. And, and then I just like kept dating her and it was just like a fluctuation of like really bad. Um, it was just a really bad relationship. And eventually after like so many breakups and finding out that uh, she had cheated on me and this and that it was mm. just like yeah <laughs> so I was def I was definitely um it was a whole nine yards with this girl and so I finally was like you know what I'm I'm done with this I'm gonna search him up and I had been cherry picking for a long time just watching these videos uh-huh and eventually when I had started dating the girl I'm dating right now that's when I was like I need to get the book okay so, Got it. What do you, uh, how do you find the book is different than his videos? Well, definitely the fundamentals. I mean, I feel like in anything that you do, you need to learn the basics. I feel like he definitely has a lot more um, anecdotes in there um, in the book compared to like, he kind of just, barely i feel like in the videos he barely brushes over the experiences he had mm-hmm. and yeah so oh i always th- i always found funny with his videos I, and i don't watch a lot of his videos i talk about it on on the on the podcast a lot but it, it cory wayne's very circular where it you read the book <laughs> and he says google cory wayne blah 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 and so you do that and then it takes you to one of his videos and then in the video yeah. he says read my book <laughs> yeah <laughs> what yeah. like i'm reading the book that's how i got here motherfucker yeah. anyway yeah <laughs> but no he, he still has a, some really good stuff too so how many times have you read the book now 
I listened to it 23 times. Um, on Audible? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I plan on listening to it a lot more um, because I never want to like assume that I know everything and especially because it helped me so much in like personal growth and how I talk to people now. So yeah. How, so 23 times that's, that's more than I've read it. I've, I've, uh, I've read and listened to it uh, 16 times, but uh, like, do you just listen to it like over and over again? Like while you're at work, like how are you getting in yeah. those high numbers? So <laughs> I work a lot of construction jobs and so I'm able to like, there's a lot of things that I do that I'm just able to put on my headphones or earbuds and like just start listening to it. And I'm very like, like audio visual type guy. So I can like picture everything he's saying. And um, it really like, I really learned that way more. I mean, I still read like regular books, like, but for that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to continue to just like embody it as much as possible. And sure. I, feel, I feel like that helped me a lot, especially because of my work. So. Yeah, definitely. There's a, one of the admins on the page. He's like, he's not very active anymore. He used to be a lot more active on the, in the group. Uh, his name is Nathan. Uh, okay. and he, he's been on the podcast before, uh, but he, he's in the Navy now. But before he joined the Navy last year, he was working as like a cook or something. He was working at a restaurant. And so he would just put it, put it on his uh, headphones and do an eight hour shift. And the book is only seven hours long. So <laughs> he would just sit there and listen to it every day while I, at work. And he, he, I think he's listened to it a thousand times now. I don't know, <laughs> but, but it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's definitely easier to, uh, to get through it on, on audio. I think, because I, like, I listen to it. I listen to audio books in general when I'm out running, when I'm at the gym, while I'm driving in my car. And so oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like effortless learning that way. Whereas uh, when I sit down with the book and I've, I've read the paperback twice, but just sitting down with the book takes me forever. Cause you actually have to yeah. sit and make time for it, you know? And uh, yeah, it just takes, takes forever. So yeah. let, let, let me ask you this. Um, have you read any other dating and relationship books? Um, yeah, because of you, I started listening to dating essentials for men mm. and I'm on my second uh, listen right now so what do you think uh, of that i i yeah i do like it a lot better because i feel like it goes into a lot more detail mm -hmm. especially with um like slbs like the self-limiting beliefs and stuff like that and like what you tell yourself and so yeah i feel like i can pick up a lot more with that book compared to like coach Corey wayne's did you see my no offense to him, but <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if Corey even listens to this. I hope he does. I, I want to get him on the podcast this year. Yeah. But uh, one of the guys in the three percent man group uh, at the time of this recording posted something today, and it was uh, basically all the things that make your great cake of a life, and which is one of the things that that Dr. Robert Glover comes up with. It's like a list of ten different things, you know, like you know, work out every day, you know, have hobbies, yeah. have interests, like hang out with dudes and, and, and like all sorts of stuff. Right. And so I, I posted a video comment. I don't know if you saw it, but I basically said, I, I kind of feel like dating essentials for men is a superior book to through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been feeling that way lately. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, and, and some of the stuff too, uh, is, you know, like just like his texting and phone call approach, which is it, it's it, like, I feel like Corey's uh, strategy is very almost gameplay, you know, like 
you're, I mean, we, we don't want to be texting buddies. We, we definitely don't want to, like, I feel like a lot of us have fallen in that trap in the past where, you know, we over text, we over pursue. So, but Corey's like, set the definite date and then like, don't talk to her for like a week and shit, you know, like, and then a- after the date, wait a whole week, you know, four to five days to set the next definite date. I mean, I, I just, I feel like uh, a lot of women, you, you weed out a lot of women like that, but a lot of them probably don't need to be weeded out. And, uh, and, and whereas Dr. Glover's book, he says, after you have like a good date with a woman, text her the next day and say, Hey, I had a good time. Then wait three days, you know? And I feel like that's just a, it's just a more common sense approach. Yeah. My, the girlfriend I'm with now, she really hated that. She really hated the fact that I set the date and then I wouldn't talk to her for like a whole week, but she would consistently like reach out to me to try to get you know, something, something yeah. from me. And I was just like, I was like, no, I got to This is when I was like, really like, like strict with the book. I was like, no, I got to follow what he says. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. Women, it, women, I mean, it, it, it does work to the extent, right? Like it got her to reach out and that's the yeah. point of it. You want them to chase you a little bit, but Jesus Christ, like it, I feel like I've, uh, I've missed out on so many, you know, chances with women because they just, they see it as gameplay and yeah. they just are like, they take it as like, you're not interested, you know? And so uh, I decided, and I feel like one of the best things too about dating essentials for men is that he, he wants you, and he's a doctor too, right? So he wants you to look at dating like it's a science experiment, like test things out, see what works for you, see what doesn't, right? Take notes and shit. And, and that's just a smart approach, I think. So I feel like, you know, taking some of those stuff like Corey teaches. And then, you know, if it's not working for you exactly, then it's like, okay, well, let's change things up. Why is this not working? Let's try a different approach. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I'm going to, for the next two months, I'm doing an experiment where I'm, I'm going to go with Dr. Glover's texting advice. Okay. You know? And I've already, I've already been doing uh, Dave Parada. I just had him on the podcast uh, recently at the time of the recording. And Dave Parada, uh, I've been following him for a long time. I don't, I, I don't know if you're familiar with him. But I'm not that. No, I'm not that familiar. Oh, well, you get on that train. That guy's pretty smart. Okay. He's, he's on, uh, have you, what about How To Beast? You ever follow How To Beast on YouTube? I, I believe so. Yeah, I think I've seen a couple uh, videos on, on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how to, so Dave Parada, that's how I found him is he's, okay. he's always on how to beast channel because how to beast and him used to be roommates and uh, Dave Parada has written a bunch of books too. And uh, he, he recommends confirming with women. He recommends okay. like the night before sending out like a confirmation text and stuff like that. And um, I find that I get a lot less flakes when I do that. And if women do like women are going to flake anyway, like some, women are just fucking flaky. <laughs> but if you send that confirmation out, they'll either confirm or they'll ghost you or they'll, or they'll cancel on you. Right. But, yeah. but the, the ghosting and confirming or ghosting and canceling, they're not doing it because you're confirming. They're not like, Oh, he's weak. I'm canceling. Like they were going to do it anyway. So uh, the whole thing with Corey and not confirming, I'm like, mm, that doesn't work for me either. So I'd say like those two areas. <laughs> <laughs> need improvement in the uh, 3% path. Um, okay. So you've, uh, you've, you've uh, read dating essentials for men twice. Uh, we talked a little bit about how they differ. I think um, 
what was your say that your last time going through the three percent man book what was your last aha moment where you just you heard something and you're like it, it clicked with you all of a sudden you're like oh shit i don't i don't remember hearing that part before and that makes sense and mm-hmm. let me try that i don't know well because i've been in my relationship for two years now mm-hmm. um especially towards the end when he talks about like I'm trying to remember if it's like the 10, the 10 things that you're supposed to do. Like I'm not married, but like I try to implement this stuff as far as like um, talking about the relationship, how we feel um, like how we love each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like, I'm not gonna lie this past, I would say these past um, couple of months, I had just been like kickstarting are um, starting it back up on being more active and being more like, like affectionate towards my girlfriend. Okay. And so, yeah, I was just, because I noticed that like a lot of this stuff in the book is about like dating and like um, not really like the long-term portion. So right. Yes. It was, yeah, it was like an aha, like, Oh, I've been fucking um, I don't know if I can curse on here, but yes, like, I've been can. fucking up. A- <laughs> okay. Yes, okay. Yeah. Can. I've been fucking up a lot, like in this area, you know, just like mm-hmm. not communicating completely. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I did a, a podcast by the time this will drop, it will be, it will have uh, been a couple of months ago, <laughs> but I did okay. a podcast episode with the founder of the 3% man group, uh, Chris Kokoski. And uh, we recorded that episode back in like November, December of last year. And it was when I was, uh, I was dating a gal that I referred to on the page as uh, Marine Corps chick. Okay. And uh, the thing about that was Marine Corps chick's mom uh, found the podcast and like she listened to it and her, and then like Marine Corps chick's brother listened to it and everything is like a space time continuum, right? Like uh, I record all these shows in advance. And so the, the episodes that they were listening to uh, had come out like two months or so before she and I even started dating. So I was talking about these chicks that I was banging. I was talking about oh, like, huh. these chicks that were just like train wrecks and stuff like that. And uh, so of course they, they're listening to that going, are this guy's like seeing other women and all this stuff. And, and at the time I wasn't, you know, like I, I, this was when we were exclusive. I was like, no, they're, babe, this is a, there's a space time continuum here. You know, <laughs> I was like, that was all months ago. And in one, like you shouldn't have sent your mom those links but uh you know the cat's out of the bag now so whatever i just fucking owned it but um but it made me think like you know what there there is definitely a night and day difference in the book between like i would say the first two-thirds of the book is all about dating how to attract women how to build attraction like how to present yourself as you know a high value man and stuff like that and how to be a high value man and uh be mysterious and shit but but then like the, the last third of the book is on relationships. And a lot of that stuff goes out the window once you get into a relationship, because you have to have more communication. You have yeah. to open your woman up. You have to be a good listener. You have to be there because, you know, that women want your attention all the time, like he says in the yeah. book. And, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so Chris Kokoski and I, like we did a whole episode on just the long-term relationship stuff because he's been in a, he, he found his girlfriend last year. I think they've been together now at the time of this recording, maybe like uh, almost a full year now and, uh, or not the, the time of the recording, but by the time this drops, I think they will have been together for a year. And 
it's a strong relationship and he builds it on the foundation of 3% man, but it's all on the relationship portions of the book, you know, it, which is, it's totally different, totally different. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So have you found that uh, when you get back into it, it sounds like you, you might've gotten complacent a little bit, which I feel like there, everyone does. Yeah. There was a part. Um, yeah. It was a couple months back that I realized that for a, for about a month and a half, two months, I got like really complacent. Mm -hmm. And yes, we like, I guess that's another aha moment is the, like the rape me baby type thing that he mm. says to do like every week. Yeah. I didn't realize it, but me and her had talked about, Hey, let's do, she likes to call it um, executive meetings every weekend. And okay. that's what we have. And so we talk about sex. We talk about um, our relationship we talk about like personal growth like what books we're reading whatever stuff like that so uh that was another aha moment I was like holy crap like we've been doing this for it's all it's almost been two years that I didn't even realize like every weekend we're, we're talking about like where we're at and how we feel about each other and so uh, that's a good yeah, practice it, I like that yeah it in the beginning it really sucked <laughs> because it was like we start we start talking and then all of a sudden I'm like how are we fighting right now like what's going you know what's going on and this was like the first two months mm -hmm. and it was either her or it was me that I got upset or like um or I said something wrong or, you know one of those one of the two but um yeah it it pays off after the long run but yeah definitely there was a a little bit of complacent on my part mm -hmm. um, as far as like I had fallen off from work now and I just wasn't like I guess eating healthy and stuff like that and kind of just like um, not really like motivated and she was kind of like talking to me about that but uh, until recently like got it really get, getting back on the horse I guess you can say yeah so getting back into it then uh, have you been practicing being a better listener and stuff like that yeah, definitely. There, I noticed that too. Like I had gotten complacent in that area also. Um, like for the, when we first moved in, I was like always listening to her and like, um, pretty much just like, Hey, how's your day going? Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like that happened at work. And then I was just like, yeah, I just got really complacent. I was like, you know, what? I'm already in this relationship. Like, it's cool. It's whatever. But, um, just recently I was like, you know what? I have something good. I'm not going to like wait on that because I think about like my parents and they had gotten divorced and I was like, you know what? I don't want that. You know, like I need to continue to you know, obviously have the executive meetings is what we call it and, and continue to build our relationship. Cause if we're not growing, then, uh, is what coach says. Like if we're not growing together, then we're kind of just like, like, go on our separate ways i think that's how the saying goes <laughs> yeah something like that so um yeah that's definitely one of the things that i really got out of the three percent man book and also dr robert glover's books uh the first yeah. time um I, I read them is that like us as men are natural problem solvers like you bring us a problem and we're immediately like well you should do this oh there's a clear solution to this you know and so we like to offer solutions, but women don't want us to solve their problems. They just mm. want us to listen. <laughs> and uh, I have you ever read uh, 
men are from Mars, women are from Venus? No, I haven't. I'm definitely going to put that on my. The audio book is only like an hour and a half long. Okay. It's, okay. Uh, or maybe two hours long. I, I don't know, something like that. It's, I, I listened to it on a commute one time, like to Grand Junction. I went on a date and like uh, Grand Junction for me is an hour from my, where I live, Grand Junction, Colorado. And so I, was, I drove there, listened to it on the way to the date, had the date. It was like a first date that I was like, nah, I don't like you. Came home, listened to the rest of it on the way home. And <laughs> like it, it was a, a round trip listen to the whole thing. The big thing I got out of that book though, was he goes into depth on how like women don't want us to solve their problems. They just want us to listen. But a funny thing that I got out of that book is that men also don't want women to give us advice. Like basically men and women don't want unsolicited advice from each other for different reasons, right? Women just want to be able to work through the problem by vocalizing it. And, and we're just supposed to listen to it. And then men don't want women to give us advice because we feel like it's stepping on our manhood, you know? Oh yeah. It's like uh, asking for directions. Well, why don't you, <laughs> you know, why don't you ask, why don't you stop and ask for directions? Bitch, I know where I'm going. You know, I got this. I'm a fucking man. You know, like, so yeah. I thought that was, uh, that was hilarious. Like listening to that in that book. Um, I definitely, I definitely recommend that book. I think that's like a one and done book. You know, it's not like, 3% man or dating essentials for men or something like that, where you should read mm. it multiple times, but uh, it's, it's a good one. It's, it's super quick read. Um, so every man needs to focus on their purpose or, or mission in life and, you know, outside of relationships. What, what is your mission right now? What would you say is your mission? Um, me personally, like I want to do like construction as far as like, my idea is that I kind of want to get my general uh, contractor's license. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of just taking steps to do that. First, I was just like, oh, like, I like, I like carpentry, you know? And um, at first I was like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this, but I got into like more of the um, looking at what my boss is doing and how he's doing it. I'm like, man, like, I kind of want to do this. Like I want to, I want to do custom homes and I like the process of like how everything's done. Um, but yeah, like I think ultimately I would want to do like do some custom homes mm -hmm. and I'm just kind of like taking steps to do that, like learning how to read blueprints and um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, watching how, a lot of YouTube videos on that. <laughs> how long have you uh, been working in construction? Since I was 19. So handful of years. So I, out here in California, you have to be working in construction for five years. And um, I'm not too sure if, because I there's parts where I worked under the table. I don't know if that would count, but um, I would say a couple more years until I could take the test to do that. So mm, I don't know why it wouldn't count uh, unless you have to provide some kind of W-2s or, you know, tax history or some shit. Yeah, California is really strict. <laughs> Yeah. California's stupid. I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't like to, I don't like to get into politics too much on the podcast cause it's really not really the platform for that. But yeah, I lived in California for about 15 years. I, I ended up out there in the Navy and, uh, when I got out of the Navy, I just stayed out there. I went to, uh, I went to San Diego state for, for a while. I went through the, uh, the, the San Diego community college district and stuff like Mesa college city college. Okay. Uh, you know, 
bounced around through those schools, like Miramar College, they're all in the same district. So I could go to any one of those three schools, did that for a long time, transferred to state, uh, went there for a year, and then realized that they didn't have a program that, like, like I was majoring in computer information systems. And when I finally got to university, I, I realized that that's a programming major, but I want to be in networks and in in systems and stuff, you know? Mm. So I transferred to Coleman University. Do you, do you remember Coleman? Like, did you grow up in San Diego? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Do you remember like the, the, the ads during the day for like Coleman College and Coleman University and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I transferred to Coleman uh, after my first year at state because they had a, a computer networks program and a, a network security program and okay. they, they offered bachelor's degrees and stuff. And so I was like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go there. So I transferred to, to Coleman and ended up finishing my, my degrees there. But um, yeah, so I, I mean, I lived all over the place there. I lived in El Cajon. I lived uh, down in, um, uh, where was that? Down, down close to the border. We're like close to by San Ysidro. Where, where was that? Uh, oh, Imperial Beach. Yeah. Down in Imperial Beach. Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah. I lived down in Imperial Beach. I lived uh, over by San Diego state for like six months. Uh, my last house was in Escondido and oh. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I finally moved to, back to Colorado. I'm originally from Colorado, but the laws in, in California are just so restrictive there. It's like, I know. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just so bad. And, and there's a lot of businesses and stuff and their taxes are so ridiculous and stuff like that. A lot yeah. of businesses are leaving. Yeah. I it's know. just not a, <laughs> a, a, a conducive environment. <laughs> for yeah. Me. I want to, me and, me and her talk about moving out eventually mm-hmm. um, sometime soon. Cause I like it's, yeah, I, I've been born and raised here, but like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I, I don't like any of the restrictions and the laws. I'm not, uh, my viewpoints don't go along with how everybody else goes. So yeah, <laughs> Sandy, I found uh, when I lived in San Diego, cause I mean, it's a military town. It's yeah. uh, it, there's a lot of conservatives in San Diego, but just not enough to fight the, uh, the onslaught from the Bay area, you know, Bay area oh, in, in LA, you know, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I would just say uh, Colorado's full, so don't come here. <laughs> but uh, where would you move anyway? Where where were you guys? Have you guys thought of a place? For years before the everyone started moving to Texas, I was like, oh, that's where I want to go. Um, but now I'm kind of like rethinking that because I know everyone from California is going to Texas, and uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm looking at places I'm looking at like prices and stuff like that but uh but yeah we've been t- definitely t- talking about moving mm-hmm. out of here <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm a, a, a little worried about it because a lot of people move from California to Texas and I feel like Texas is going to become like Colorado which Colorado used to be a pretty staunch red state and now it's yeah. it's basically a blue state because of the influx of Californians who moved out of California because it's the cost of living so high and all that stuff. So they move here <laughs> and then they vote yeah. for the same policies that cause all the shit out there. So, yeah, I, I feel like that's happening in Texas, too. I mean, you look at like Austin, Austin it has a huge influx of that and they're basically a blue city. And <laughs> hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's uh, it's rough. Maybe if you stick it out long enough, all those people will leave you, <laughs> and then yeah. uh, California can go back to normal. Um, 
uh, okay, so let's see here. Some of the things I like to do on the Three Percent Man uh, Facebook page is, uh, you know, not just to encourage guys in their effort to be better with women, but uh, you know, just be better in general, mentally, physically, sometimes spiritually. What are some things that you're doing in those three areas to make you a better man in general? Oh, like I was uh, kind of just piggybacking on what I was saying earlier is like um, working out because I know that for me personally, working out is it's good for my like my health and uh, mental health, too, I guess you can say. And just I guess just feeling a lot better. Uh, and my girlfriend likes it, too. So <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's a benefit there. Yeah, there is a benefit there. Um, you're saying physical, uh, what were the other two again? Mentally, physically, and spiritually. Oh, spirit, uh, spiritually recently, uh, me and my girlfriend had started going to church before she was like, she was not about that at all. And it really is surprised she, me. Is she, um, uh, is she atheist agnostic or just she was not, more ag- not into church? Yeah, she was more agnostic. She was raised, um, Mormon. And then she kind of just broke off from there and started like, she became like very spiritual. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of did my own thing. Like there were times where, um, like I kind of like prayed here and there, but, um, she came around too. And she's like, Hey, like, let's go to church. And it really caught me off guard. I was like, Whoa, like, this is crazy. Um, so that's what we started doing. And that's kind of like our, our spiritual journey and mine currently too. So Cool. Uh, what what denomination? What denomination? Which what flavor? What flavor of church? Uh, <laughs> I would just say Christianity, just to make it like. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it one of those uh, you know where they have like the the Christian rock band playing and like the you know the the fire and brimstone minister or is it like you know very traditional it's, type church like what. I would say it's it's the it's the rock church. That's the um, oh okay yeah yeah it's that that um, I would say it's traditional. Yeah, it's pretty traditional. Okay, the the rock church is that the one that's down by um, where's that at? Is that over by Port Point Loma? There's a couple spots. There's one in uh, Mission Hills, like Point Loma area, Mm -hmm. and there's another one. And they opened up a couple locations. There's another one in, I believe, in San Ysidro, but that's just like you just watch it on the screen. And there's also another one in like El Cajon. So I think that those are just like extensions and stuff. So got it. Yeah. Are you guys allowed to actually go to church now with the COVID now restrictions? We are. Okay. <laughs> now we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, so like I, I, I think I told you the 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 company I work for, my day job that shall not be named. Um, it's it's a san diego company so like all the guys that report to me live in san diego and you know they they tell me about the lockdown restrictions and stuff there which like i Mm. i'm out in the middle of the country so we don't really have any restrictions here like no one wears masks it's like life is life's pretty normal (laughs) around here but but yeah you know if, if i go to denver or something like that it's like very well locked down still a lot of restaurants are doing outdoors <laughs> they put the fucking tents outside though so they bring the indoors outdoors and then they're like oh this is safer it's dumb so retarded but uh <laughs> yeah so well that's good that you guys are at least able to to actually go in, in person person um and then you said you go to the gym like what kind of workouts do you like to do do you like to run do you like to lift mostly like what yeah. do you do i do some like uh calisthenics type thing i have like a pull-up bar and 
Um, I'm on Athlean X's program right now. So, mm. yeah, that's what I'm doing. So, yeah. That guy's going pretty good. That guy's videos on YouTube are pretty nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guy seems to know what he's, what he's talking about, though. You guys, you guys ripped as hell. Um, okay. So, based on your experience on the 3% path, like what kind of advice would you give someone just starting out? Um, trying to think of how to put that. Uh, I would say for sure sticking to it. Uh, first starting out, I guess, like continue to re- read the book, reread it, reread it. Um, yeah, man. Like another thing, I guess, like revelation I kind of had a couple months back is there's a time and a place for, for uh, certain conversations to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had, I had emailed coach. This is a little example, little example. I had emailed coach and he was basically saying to um, he put it up in his videos. It was called wondering if she's the one. And Oh, that uh, was yours. Yeah. <laughs> I would have to and look so, that up. Wondering if she's the one. Yeah. And so basically um, I had been very like, everything's going good right now. Uh, between me and her and she's 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 freaking amazing uh it's just i was so used to really shitty relationships that now it's like i'm looking for like oh what's gonna happen next you know type thing and so he was basically saying in that video to chill out and um hang out have fun hook up (laughs) exactly yeah that too yeah and to you know just basically have that conversation um uh with her so definitely those executive meetings have paid off. Um, and if you do get into a relationship, definitely have those. Cause I feel like a lot of stuff that, uh, we talk about and coach talks about is like the dating aspect, but also just being consistent. Like mm-hmm. you know, I was saying is, um, talking with your girl. So he, uh, he recommended having that conversation, like having a conversation as, as far as like, if she's the one, like the, like marriage, yeah. So <laughs> Cause that's, he was basically saying towards yeah. the end, you know, uh, you know, don't get the government involved, you know, if you decide to do that. And I've been thinking about it. I'm not ready to get married, but we've been together for so long that I'm like, okay, like I'm thinking she's, you know, she's for me. But then again, that's why I emailed him. Cause I'm like, I'm 23 and there's that there's that cloud, I guess that cloud over me, like maybe I haven't experienced a lot, but at the same time, maybe I'm too close to my own trees that I'm not like, I'm just overthinking it basically. So. Yeah. Um, So I I was a guy that I got married when I was uh, 20. I wasn't, I wasn't even old enough to fucking drink yet. And, uh, (laughs) and I was married, I was married for 14 years and uh, I basically feel like, like in hindsight, although I'm like, I'm grateful that I have my kids out of that. Um, you know, I feel like my twenties were wasted and I look back on it now, like there's no rush for, especially for men, there's zero rush to get married. Zero. And, uh, men can have children pretty much indefinitely. Like you can have children into your forties, fifties, sixties, even if like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that, but there's no, there's no rush for that stuff. Like you should be focusing on building your fortune in your twenties. And then maybe settling down in your thirties, I would say. 
is probably yeah. a smarter way to do it. Now, women, on the other hand, they have a biological talk, uh, clock that they're racing, right? So they, uh, they need to be having kids before they hit 40. Otherwise, it, they start getting the danger zone territory where if they get pregnant in their 40s and stuff like that, they, there's like higher uh, you know, numbers of birth defects, you know, all sorts of stuff. So women, women, we have it better as men where we, we have time on our side. I definitely yeah. would, I would recommend, I mean, if you, if you love this girl and she's, you know, she is the one I would just, yeah. uh, I wouldn't bring it up. But the funny thing is that you said that he talked about having a conversation with her, which is sort of goes against the book, right? Like the book talks about yeah. like letting the relationship stuff be the women's job and you know, well, she, so she had been talking about it for the past couple, actually for the past six months, like we would, so like, for example, we go to Costco, we, we do like, um, we do shopping every like weekend or so. And we pass by the rings and stuff. She's like, Oh, look at this, look at this, you know, and, Dropping and I'm just hits. like, uh, <laughs> like, I'm all like eerie about it. Like I get like, I'm like, okay, come on, let's keep walking. Like, I'll, I'll make a joke or something. I'll be like, oh, look over here. And, <laughs> and so, you know, after a while, I'm just like, oh, uh, like, you know, I do, like, I see what happens to guys and it's happening with my, um, I was talking to my brother the other day. I was like, you know, imagine how different it'd be if my dad and my mom had got, um, a prenup or something like that you know mm -hmm. like they wouldn't be going through what they're going through right now and so i actually um are your parents that... are your parents going through a divorce right now yeah yeah they're going through a divorce right now okay so yeah. like i i think about that and i'm just like uh so i did have that conversation with her on the weekend and i was just like yeah like i mean i'm not saying any i'm not saying anytime soon or anytime like i want to get married but if I do, then I would definitely do a prenup. And she was just like, okay, like, that's yeah. cool. You know, she was, I was honestly, like, I know a lot of, and I see videos like this where our girls, like, they get that, they hear that from a guy and they like lose it. And I'm yeah. like, whoa, like that's, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. Yeah. That's a red flag for me. But she was definitely like, oh yeah, you know, I'm down for that, but the thing not anytime. Is the thing is, so I, I talk about that a lot in my TikTok videos is uh, like yeah. I would, and I also talk about it on the podcast, I think before is I would never, absolutely never get married again without a prenup and separate banking accounts. And the separate banking accounts thing is because when I was married, I would say 99% of our fights and arguments were about money, you know? Yeah. And, um, and also my, you know, my ex-wife is a money grubber, but I feel like if I go into my next relationship, I want to take those, th those types of things off the table, right? Like if you yeah, sign up, if, if you sign a prenup, then I know that the re relationship is about us, not what you think you could fucking get out of it after, like, if this doesn't work out and, you know, I want to be protected. And then the separate banking accounts thing, you know, we would have like a joint account where, you know, we all put our money in for bills and stuff like that. And we make sure our bills get paid but otherwise, oh, yeah. otherwise do whatever the fuck you want to do with your money, you know? Uh, and then I, like, I'm not arguing with you when you're going out and buying shoes and shit. And I, you know, and then um, I had Matt Sandifer on months and months ago. Uh, Matt Sandifer is a 3% brother from Baton Rouge. He's a, uh, an actual uh, divorce attorney. 
And we talked about that on the podcast, uh, like prenups. And one of the things that he said that he tells women, because a lot of women do look at it like, what can I get out of this? Mm. He tells them like, look, if you don't sign the, like sign a prenup, like you get a good portion of his debt if he runs up debt, you know, and you don't want any of that either as a man, if you get out of a relationship, you don't want to be straddled with debt, especially if your woman sucks with money. Um, Mm. So yeah, prenups are an absolute must. Uh, Another thing though, that I've I've heard a lot on TikTok in the comments is that a lot of prenups don't get held up in court, Mm. especially. Oh yeah. I've heard that too. And it depends on like the judge and stuff. Yeah, because a, a lot some prenups like uh, uh, the woman's attorney will argue that uh, she signed it under duress, especially if it's if it's really close to the wedding day. Um, so some some attorneys are smart now, where they'll actually record it. They'll record a video and record the signing so that they you know you could prove that it wasn't under duress. And um, and then also I've heard that for it to really be enforceable is you need to every couple of years do a post nup and renew that shit so that way what the heck? okay yeah that's things to re- definitely to reconsider <laughs> well it's, it's something to think about something i would i would yeah. recommend i would recommend um the two of you sitting down with an attorney and yeah. and just have have that discussion with an attorney before you guys actually pull that trigger if that's where you decide to go just, yeah. just so that, you know, all the dirt that possibly can happen, you guys can work that out while you're still in love with each other. Cause that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. the, that's the crux of it. Right. When, when the divorce oh, yeah. happens, like knives come out and shit. And like, it's best to have these types of conversations when you guys are having good feelings about each other, I think. Oh. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. Like sometimes I think about it and I'm like, I don't know if I, I, I go back to, I don't know if I'll ever get married again to, no, I could do it again. I think I could do it again and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't get it at a, at a young age, like, like you. And if I did, it would, you know, if I get married again at all, it would definitely be, (laughs) be preened up in separate banking accounts for sure. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, uh, I think this, this is almost all my questions. I only have really one, one question left. But, uh, and that's, what does being a 3% man mean to you? Um, being a 3% man is having drive and purpose in your life. Uh, kind of like what it says in the book, breaking through barriers. Um, and also, I, I think that also, like, Hmm. being very patient i feel like a lot of guys a lot of guys don't have a lot of patience especially today and yeah i feel like we need that um so (laughs) no we definitely we definitely do i just had on uh in fact it'll drop oh i think it it it, uh, i i bumped his episode up early there's a there's a uh, are you on tiktok i'm not you're not not on tiktok yeah, on TikTok. Well, there's a there's a dating coach on TikTok. His name is Evan, and his uh, his TikTok channel is called Performance Potential, and okay. he's got I don't know 150 thousand followers or whatever. Uh, and so he was just on recently, and we were talking, and that's that's the number one thing he he tells men is like you got to be patient. <laughs> <laughs> you got to yeah. be patient. You know, too much of us are are in a rush. 
Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, one thing I wanted to, I did want to say, I, I was uh, trying to think of it when we were talking about prenups and uh, one thing that I didn't realize when I was young and rushing to get married is that a lot of times when you're young, you don't have a lot of money yet. So you're thinking, yeah. so a lot, a lot of younger people get married and they're like, well, why sign a prenup? I don't have anything yet. You will someday, you will someday. Yeah. And when you do, it can be taken from you. So like, like uh, for instance, when I met my, my now ex-wife, I was a sailor, you know, I was in the Navy, didn't make a whole lot of money. And then, uh, but after, after 14 years of marriage, I had built a career in IT and I was actually making really good money. And she went after me for alimony. I had to pay her like almost 20 grand a year for five years. So yeah, that's uh, something to think about as a young buck, you know, like you don't, you might not have money now, but you will, mm. you will, especially if you're smart with your money and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ruben. Well, it was, uh, it was good having you on today, man. Thank you. All right, dude. I will see you on the page. We'll talk to you later. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Right. Ruben, thanks for joining me. I hope that our conversation uh, resonated with you a little bit, especially, you know, in your conversation with your, your, your gal that you're dating, you're thinking about if she's the one or not, uh, you know, lots of stuff, like hopefully a lot of the things I told you are good food for thought, you know, <laughs> learn from some of us old dogs uh, mistakes, you know, before rushing into anything uh, crazy, but uh, I know you're going to make the right decision. You're a super percent man. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Come On, Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.